Another episode of Chris and Dave's Routes Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Fouts, and my co-host and great friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island UK Series 8, Episode 43. Well, Chris, we're back on Problematic Island. <laughs> so <laughs> where would you like to start today? Well, Dave, Love Island this year is very much like what's happening with the government in the UK. It started off good. Well, not good because, yeah. But anyway, let's not get political. But basically, uh, this analogy is, a, is fucking terrible. shit it's straight shit. away. I know, I know. It's <laughs> holes all over. But anyway, I never thought that I would sort of be rooting for Andrew and Tasha, Dave. But fucking 180 Phelps again. Luca and Dammit are a pair of fucking cocks. I know I said a lot about Luca, but Dammy's on the fucking naughty step as well. What a pair of dicks, Dave. And by the end of it, I was like, you know what? Andrew and Tasha deserve better now, and she does, because I, he- I love to say the B word because it, it it's banded about too much. But this is bordering on bullying now, Dave. We, I don't know if it's bordering. I think it is bullying. And Luca... I think he's like someone scorned because I think he likes Tasha and he's just giving her so much shit now. It's just gone beyond calling her out and stuff. It's just it's just wrong day for me now. Yeah. Now, we both had our criticisms of Andrew and Tasha at different times, sometimes at the same time. But I'm with you. And, you know, I, I'll show my hand. Did you did you vote at the end, Chris? Favourite boy, favourite girl? Uh we did. Well, we did a joint effort, actually, and we didn't vote for either of any. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll just say that, that so I'd, I'd have voted favourite boy, I'd have gone Deji, but I think he'll get plenty of votes anyway. And I was like, you know what, I really fucked Luca over <laughs> in particular is if Andrew and Tasha, they, they've always been in the bottom three, he will be so pissed off. And so my vote went to Andrew and Tasha. I've done the 180 with you. And part of it was was driven from that whole first uh, confrontation, if you like. And it's just, it, I, I don't know, is it bullying? I, I, it, it's in the conversation that it's bullying. It's just relentless, I think is a word I feel more comfortable saying. You know, just the, the having a go. And the fact that the thing that came up in the in the whole competition, it was that question, wasn't it? Who do you think's riding on the coattails of uh, their partner? And so he, he chose Tasha. And then it's like, what? Where is the logic there? Because riding on the coattails of Andrew, he's always in the bottom fucking three. Yeah. I Sue even said, didn't she? You know, it's like there is no actual logic there. You're just choosing to stick the boot in again. And God bless him. He's not very good at confrontation, but Andrew comes over and he tries to say his piece and he tries to like, you know, have a bit of a word, but he ends up getting um, double teamed by Luca and Dammy, who's both just like, no, no, we fucking say whatever we want. Chris, I, I was fucking hoping he would just, you know, go off on one a little bit because you'd have to say if that was, if that was you in your everyday life, you'd have to say something to the effect of, guys, you might not like my girlfriend, but she's my girlfriend. So you can either get with the program or fuck off. And that is the start, middle, and end of it. 
So yeah. get used to it or then, the, you know, if I have to make a choice between you and her, it's her. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the road that he's chosen. So he's got to go with it. And they cannot respect that. And like fucking Dammy in the VT, it's like, oh, I don't know what's happened to Andrew. He's, he's never usually like that. They like their submissive, quiet, you know, Andrew that they can manipulate. And they don't like when he's actually uh, trying to step up and not doing a great job, I don't think. But he was trying to step up. Fair play to him. Yeah, I'm with you, Dave. I mean, from a joke point of view, he reminded me of David Brent when he came over. He come over all guns blazing, and I was with you. I was rooting for him. I was like, fucking give it these two. Because let, let's be honest, Dave. So going by their logic, Dammy and Luca, their mates who tell the truth, right? Now, don't get me wrong. What Luca was saying, like with the way she flip-flopped and all that, and we've discussed this to an edge, it's all done now, isn't it? We've talked about it enough. I'm not saying that what he's saying, there isn't a point there because he can clearly see it, but Andrew is not innocent in any of this anyway. Fucking hell, Dave. We had fucking tick gate, everything. He was in the pool with Coco, Jasmine, who we didn't even see on camera. There was something going on there. He mm. wasn't innocent. So so this is their logic. They're saying to Andrew, we're going to tell you straight. So by Luca's own logic... Do you think he'd be happy if Andrew turned around and said, mate, you're a possessive fucking psycho who absolutely gaslights Gemma all the time and absolutely has a second guessing at every single thing that she does, even when there's nothing in it. Do you think he'd accept that, Dave, as a mate? Would he fuck? And would Dammy accept Andrew slagging him off, saying, you are taking the piss out of India, you were disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. No, he wouldn't. All that, exactly what you said. It's good for them to give the advice out, but when their relationships are falling apart, they would not be interested. And Luca would go off on one if Andrew said that to him. So he's such a fucking hypocrite, the little dick. But also, he's saying that, oh, she's done the safest thing. She's come in with someone else from Casa Amor, and then she's gone back to you as a safe option. I'm like, are you talking to Andrew about Tasha, or are you describing what Dammy did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the same fucking thing by that logic isn't it he just blatantly doesn't like her and you know i i think andrew's maybe starting to see it but you know he, he hasn't done so far i, I remember chris there's, there's a character i knew right it's very much like like lucas sort of personality and uh you know i always used to like to dish out the shit you know and, and the banter but, you know, like, didn't like it coming back the other way. And, you know, <laughs> I'm normally, like, really just water off a duck's back, just whatever. But there's on, on this one occasion, this guy is just relentlessly fucking sledging me about something. Can't even remember why. It wasn't, it wasn't deep. It, it was just, like, some nonsense, right? And, and this guy he did look a little bit like Lily, Lily Savage. <laughs> <laughs> And so he just kept going, kept going and kept going. And in the end, I was just like, oh, fuck off, Lily Savage. <laughs> right? And then he's like, well, there's no need for that, Dave. <laughs> 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 and then I feel like the see you next Tuesday then. It's like, oh, shit, did I go too far there? We're tired of distance from it. It's like, no, you're just fucking giving it back. But I, I always think back to that and I think, what could I have done differently with that personality type, with that character? Because, you know, if you're going to fucking dish it out, you've got to be prepared to take it. And I don't think Luca's learned that yet. 
No, no. And I, I, you know, I'm with you, Dave. We all know people like that, definitely. You know, some of my family loved to crack a joke and everything. You give it back, Dave. Oh, there's hell to pay, my friend. Hell to pay. And they get you back and they get nasty and they get worse. And this has been some of that. I I mean, you know me, I'm a joker. I can take stuff. If you give it, you've got to be able to take it, Dave. Yeah. With these sort of things. You've got to, whether you like it or not, if you were going to be a smart ass and my, my fucking voice gets me in a lot of trouble but I do love it when people give it me back as well because it's that's what it's about. But yeah, it, it just just doesn't sit well with me. And when Andrew was coming over, Luca was like, "Oh, he's coming! Is Andrew? Is Andrew?" But they were like, "Oh, he's going to come over." Before that, he said he's going to come over, agree with me and Dammy and all this. And I'm like, "You're not fucking friends. You wouldn't say no. that. You pair of fucking cops, you know." And, and I tell you what, Dave, as well is what I'm disappointed in more than anything. And this isn't to to. Uh, push the blame off Luca and Dammy because they are the ones completely responsible for being a... And I'm going to say this, I hate saying this word, but they're a pair of cunts, Dave. I'm, I hate saying that, but they are. And and uh, they're horrible. But Gemma and India should pull them up. They mm. should pull them up as their girlfriends. They were sat there on the daybed things. They should... I'm not saying they're going full on giving him digs, but they sh- I mean, especially Gemma. Gemma's really good and this isn't to blame them at all because it's a tricky situation and they probably don't want to get involved. But at some point, they should pull them. Even if it's away from everyone and say, you're out of order there, why are you getting involved? There's nothing to do with you. You wouldn't like it if he did it to us. I think there has to be a discussion. If, if Luke is open to this, I'm giving you advice as a true friend, then he should be able to accept it back the other way. And, and we've seen it so many times, the movie night the other night, he was fucking laughing his cock off when everything was going wrong in everyone else's relationships. But as soon as something happened on his, I'm fuming. I am fucking fuming. Dickhead. (laughs) Absolute dick. But I didn't think we'd have the drama going into week seven. Fuck me, Dave. And it's unbelievable how the changing people, we were like, oh, I'm not interested. (laughs) And we're like, I want them to go further. It's brilliant, Love Island, isn't it? If you listen to our first episodes to now, fuck, you know what? A changed characters we are, a journey we've been on with all these people. But we just call it how we see it, don't we? And we're we're kind of, we are led a bit by the producers in that respect, aren't they? They they edit it and they're showing us the storylines they want us to see. And so, you know, we try and interpret that and what we're seeing and what we're not seeing as well. But, uh, you know, people do go on a different path, don't they, through this thing? And Mm. a few weeks ago, I never thought I'd be rooting for Andrew and Tasha, but I'll tell you what, it's such a low bar this year. Um, (laughs) You know, Dami, who I thought, you know, I, I literally said, I'm sure it was like a couple of days ago, splice out Casa Amor. And actually the way he's been with India, you know, I, I've really enjoyed seeing them two on, on screen together. But his treatment of summer was also fucking shit. I mean, Chris, he, he actually started off the episode with two fucking shit apologies, two hollow meaningless i kind of have to do this apology but i don't really want to from dami and first from luca you know luca was basically telling Gemma that she was a bit naive not to see what uh billy was doing uh right right so you're blaming Gemma then oh nice one he wants to smooth things over clearly and he's calmed down a bit but didn't really seem like that much of a, an apology to me and Gemma, she seems so sensible. She seems so mature for her age, but she's got a fucking blind spot for that dickhead. Yeah. And then, you know, with um, with Dammy, like 
he went over and he's like, oh, it seemed like you were throwing all these landmines. Again, placing the blame onto Summer. You brought her back, you fucking idiot. You brought Summer back. And you had your little <laughs> rehearsed line about Summer's not over. And it's like, oh, well, you're clearly reading too much into this. What? Yeah. And both things, you you pair what both of those boys are saying up. There's, there's parallels, isn't there? It's like Gemma's fault because she didn't see what Billy was trying to do. Whereas, you know, Summer's just catching feelings way too quick. And like I said, I can't get over the fact that he fucking brought Summer back. And so I, I, I you know, I like the, the way India's kind of dealing with it. She's not like, she's not just ignoring what's happened. She's not placing any blame on Summer, she, but she's kind of like choosing to get over it, I guess. That's her choice. But I, I'm, I'm certainly not rooting for them, not rooting for uh, Dami and India, rather, not voting for um, Luca and Gemma either. Mm, interesting. And, and you know what, Dave? I know we're giving Tash and Andrew, you know, a bit of a pass there and quite rightly because it's disgusting what happened. But what did you think when Tash went over to Davide and Ekinsu and said they were the fakest couple and Ekin got a backup? Then that's when she said, oh, you're always in the bottom three. You know, like that was a bit bitchy. But <laughs> I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't expecting that from Tasha. I wasn't, I thought she got on well with Ekinsu. I know they're not best well, mates, but. Who's she going to pick though? Hmm. Yeah. She's, she's probably, um, again, she. I don't think Tasha likes confrontation, just like Andrew doesn't like confrontation. So, you know, she's not going to go with Luca initially. Um, and then, you know, Danica, Deji, Summer, India, she's not, she's not going to choose those, those guys because, you know, they're not coming across as fake. And, you know, we saw a, an interesting arc with Ekinsu and Davide, but, you know, I think Gemma was saying, all right, yeah, they'll make up and then they'll break up in three days. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's like, so I, I think Tasha, she had to pick someone. I don't think there was any other choice. Good, good call, David. Good call. I think, I think the game went as well. And you're right. Like, this was part of the, like that initial game. And then we had Snog Marry Pie. And I, I kept thinking Luca and Damia getting all of them. And they got all the pies, Dave. <laughs> there was no one else got a pie. They both got all the pies. And quite rightly. And I love that India laid into him. She married, she went to marry Billy, was it? And Damia's like, she's not even marrying me. Oh, yeah. And then she pied him and went, I ain't forgotten what you did to Summer and stuff. And I was like, go yeah, on, girl. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I've just, the problem calling myself, I've just said why she not had a word. Maybe that's her way of telling him you need to stop being a dick, basically, and getting involved. So brilliant on India. Absolutely excellent. I'm just worried about tomorrow night's episode because I've got a feeling the lads are going to be nasty bastards, Dave. I really do. Not all of yeah. them. The, yeah. the main culprits. I think you're right. I mean, you know that Luca's gonna uh, pie Tasha. It's probably um, I don't know. He, he was saying when he got Luca got pied by Paige, and he was saying, "Oh yeah, that's that's because of what happened in week one." That is no. She literally gave you the fucking reason there. You're a massive shit stirrer. She said the words. Just listen to that. Don't think it's all about you know your actions uh you know and, and the fact that you've pied her off in the past and so she's getting her own back no you're a massive fucking shit stirrer you deserve the pie did like the the fact that india got dammy i i agree i tell you what chris tasha's full force pie <laughs> <laughs> for luca 
I thought he was going to come out looking like Voldemort. <laughs> or just take him off his feet. There was some feeling behind that. And, you know, I was, I'm not saying I was punching in the air. I was at least mentally punching in the air. Um, I was I was glad she got a, a pie in there. I love that as well, because he, he VT'd to Luke and he went, I'm glad she did it with a bit of force. Yeah. Tell your face that, Of course son. you are. Tell your <laughs> fucking face that. But I tell you what's funny, because you say about Gemma and the blind spot, gets on her knees and when she loves him, and I'm like, oh, Gemma, no. Fucking no. I mean, yeah. I think there's going to be a massive backlash with this lad, more than we're seeing, Dave. I think, like, you know, there was a lot of concerns about Adam going in there, and Adam hasn't done anything. He was even repairing David A. Nekinsu's relationship. Mm. He's with Paige. Safest bet. She's not with Jacks. Interesting carries. I think Paige has got her fans, but she's also got people that don't like her. But he's safe. He's not doing anything. Maybe even the, the maturity of going in four years later has helped him because he's not done mm-hmm. what he said he was going to do on the tin sort of thing. However, he's been comfortable. But I think at the end of all this, and we got a bit of Deji as well, Dave, which I'm happy. He, he had a little word with Danica, and then Danica got with fucking Billy the fucking fish. And which I wasn't happy what with. What the fuck is she doing there? I don't know, why, Dave. Why would you choose Billy? And and I tell you what, Billy is the fucking worst for me. Yeah. I, I you know, again, that in that game, he's like, oh, if Luca was, you know, sat a couple away, I'd I'd have kissed Gemma properly or sort of something. He is a snaky fucker. And I, I just don't he's not fucking funny. He just laughs at himself to try and create <laughs> that aura time. of being funny. I just, honestly, I think Billy's the worst. I know we've given Luca and, and uh, Dammy a really hard time. But, yeah, I, I just, again, I, people like that, they they are just genuinely in it for a shag. They're up for the, the notches on the bedpost, and they don't care. There's no bro code. There's no any code. It's just all out the window. Everything's fair game. Snaky little fucker with his shit-eating grin. Yeah, and he was even doing it again with Luca, wasn't he? Saying the same, like trying to worm his way out of it. And I'm like, oh, mate. Oh, no. Yeah. But Deji's the man, Dave. Either Danica or Summer for me. Fuck it. They need to go. I like Danica. I think she's nice. I've said it a few times. Uh, Summer's nice as well, apart from the American accent. But they seem genuine. And I like when Summer and Deji are in the other room and they wake up and they're like, oh, this was fun. That's turning into one of the most enjoyable segments because yeah, they're just yeah. two normal people who don't want the drama and they're sort of separated from it at night and they wake up and like, oh, I've had a good eight hours there. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 I do like them yawning, you know, messy hair conversations they have, Dave. I do, I do like that in the mornings. But yeah, I mean, it's going into t- tomorrow's episode. Like I said, then I just, I, I fear... What we're going to get more, I think there's going to be a lot of complaints about this one. And I know it's fair game, it's all part of the game, but I think Luca and Dammy, there's going to be some malice behind what they're doing, Dave. At some point, someone's probably going to have to step in because it, and they might get, maybe Andrew will give them a fucking roast and they deserve it. Whether they're going to listen is another thing. Yeah, I don't think he will. I don't I don't think he's got it in him, to be honest. Um, I think it'll just continue to get worse. Chris, this sort of reminds me of last season. It's like, oh, you know me, I'm as bad as anyone. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for the drama. This is going to be so juicy. And then, and then it comes, it's like, oh, it's, it's a bit too much. Too much, Love Island. <laughs> you know, you've gone too far. <laughs> and, you know, again, we know that these people speak to the producers every fucking day. And you think, well, there's got to be a little bit of, you know, a word in the ear. It's like, look, 
you're coming off like a right fucking see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Just calm it down because, you know, all social media, you know, you're going to get extreme views everywhere. It happens every season. So we shouldn't be surprised when it happens this season. And I, I just I just think it's gone a bit too far. Um, I want to keep the drama. You know, this is what we, we've got this week and then one full week left before the final. So yeah. next week you'd have to think, oh, it's going to be all, it's going to be on the wind down, isn't it? It's going to be the dates, it's going to be the speeches, it's going to be the baby game. You know, it's the, it's the usual wind down. So this week, I think it's probably going to be the last week of full, full on drama. Um, and I do want it, but yeah, it's just, I just like it turned down a notch. So it's not completely uncomfortable. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think, we, I think I'd never thought I'd say that about Love Island, Dave, but it's just, it, <laughs> I want to root for it. I know I keep saying Ekinsu and Davide and I hope they're there at the end more than the others. Definitely. But <sighs> a friend. Friend Island needs to win it. The Dave Horrocks word, Friend Island, Dave. We say it is not Friend Island, but at this point, I want Friend Island to win it. Someone who's just not coupled up, doesn't create drama, walks off into the sunset with 25 grand in the pocket. However, if I can sue <laughs> Stiff Davide, even though I think they're probably going to win it, well, I'm all for it. Or Davide Stiff's... Ekinsu, I mean, he might have already done that day, but with the money, I mean, um, then learned, you know, came on. <laughs> yeah. No, so um, let's see. Let's see. I wouldn't be averse to a bombshell coming in, walking off with the 50K. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure with this lot. Oh, definitely. So, Dave, we have got a load of emails today. So buckle up and uh, get grab yourselves a brew and uh, let's give them a listen. Right, Dave, we've got a few emails today. So this first one's from Anto, and it says, Hi, guys. Danica said it best. These men are trash. I felt like I have been waiting for movie night since Castro Moore, and I knew it would set everything off. Luca and Gemma, what is wrong with this Luca? Firstly, that shirt he had on made him look like a pink lady from Greece. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Similarities to you, Dave. He was yeah, giving yeah. it all the big talk, laughing it up and smirking when he saw something he didn't like. He changed super quick. The hypocrisy is just too much. He's really giving me possessive, it's your fault if anyone else finds you attractive vibes, which is true because we said that. Mm. It's like he wants Gemma to wear those whole sight blockers so we can't see anyone else. I feel Luca wanted Gemma to feel really bad during the movie night and apologize for something that wasn't really that deep. And when she didn't, and when she didn't, he changed his reason from being upset that she was talking to Billy to something else. He's doing my head in, but I think they will kiss and make up. Dammy in India. And such high hopes for these two feel like Dammy does really like India and I believe they can win. But whenever he has been faced with a situation where he just needs to be honest, he fumbles the bag and gets bent out of shape. Mm. Davide and Ekinsu. Davide just needs to decide if he actually wants to be with this girl because he's starting to be just as wishy-washy as he claims she is. Mm. That's true, actually. That was a good point. Um, Andrew, a.k.a. Mr. Breast Milk and Tash... <laughs> I don't have anything to say that hasn't been said. I was hoping there would be more fallout, but I suppose they did tell each other everything in the end. I do have to say, I feel less connection to this season's boys, and I feel they are just a bunch of agony ants that gas each other up and egg each other on to do things, but then can't handle the consequences afterwards. Appreciate your insight and jokes, guys. The podcast is the highlight of my drive back from work. Keep up the great work, Anto. <laughs> awesome. 
Yeah, some brilliant points in there. And yeah, have we have we ever had a season that is this crap for blokes, Chris? Because no. I thought last season was bad, but this one is definitely worse. Yeah, it's, it's gone up a notch, Dave. And, and I don't know. I mean, we, we said last year about the, the guys were younger and they seem very immature. These fuckers have just upped it even more, which is unbelievable. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's very, very strange bunch of guys. And, and hopefully some of them will reflect on the way they've acted in this. Because I did see Jax had said, in his statement, like he holds himself responsible. He's watched it back. He couldn't do, he couldn't initially watch it. He's watched it back. He said, no one else is at fault but me. So at least, mm. Dave, whatever we think, if it's a PR stunt, I don't know. You take it for what it is, fair play to him for actually holding his hands up on that. You know what I mean? And hopefully he'll become a better person. Yeah. And it wasn't just uh, the statement. He was on Afterson as well. And yes, he for was. me, he took total ownership over everything and said, I've got a lot of stuff to work on. That's it. That's it for me. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, you know, we want to see it. You know, we want to, you've got to follow through on it now. You've said it, but for right now, I think that's all he can do. And not many of us get that chance, do we, when we're younger or, or any time, you know, to, to see ourselves and see the worst of ourselves and go, you know what? I don't really like that person. Yeah. I'm sure if the, you know, I'm sure if we all had that opportunity at different points in your life, I'm sure you'd see some things that, that you didn't like as well and would want to work on. So now fair play to the lad. Yeah, that's true, Dave. We all have our faults, no matter who we are. So the next one's from Sophie, and I'm going to read the title of this one, Dave, because it is what I said <laughs> in yesterday's show. Bish the fucking fish fucker. <laughs> Hi, lads. <laughs> <laughs> feeling up a t-shirt going on so I just thought I'd send an email after listening to the second part of Movie Night Podcast firstly I just want to say I completely agree with you guys I've said I agree with you what I've said about the guys they're all toxic fuckers but wanted to point out that as much as we could try to explain their actions away by saying this isn't real life and it's a bubble being in the villa these lads didn't grow up in the villa they've taken all their toxic traits in the outside world and they're showing them inside the villa. They didn't change personalities as soon as they entered the villa. And I don't think there's anything inherently about the villa that makes them toxic bastards. This is learned behavior. And 100% they've shown this behavior previously in their lives with women they've had relationships with in the past. The past few nights have been really triggering for a lot of women, as you can probably tell from the chats in the Facebook group. And yeah, we've, we've read everything, haven't we, Dave? So um, yeah, I agree with that. And I really hope that this could make more men realise that just saying, well, I'm not like that just isn't enough. We, we all know that not all men treat women like this, but by saying, yeah, I don't believe, I don't behave that way. is like washing your hands of it and saying it's not my issue. This then puts the onus on to us women to try to change the behaviour of men. Or actually, we then have to change our behaviour to try and mitigate being on the receiving end in the first place. And somehow it makes it our problem to solve. You could see this when not one of the lads called out the others for their toxic behaviours. It's all well and good saying, great, Andrew and Deji didn't get involved, but they didn't call out the others. If you're not calling out your friends for their behaviour, then it's like you're condoning it and letting them think it's okay to behave like that. Therefore, perpetrating the abusive behaviour even more. If more men just stood up to their friends rather than just repeating the same old line of not all men, then maybe we'd get somewhere. And as you both said, I only go said that I only go after the, the woman who are interested in me line from Billy and repeated it by the other boys is a major red flag behaviour for me. Anyway, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Lastly, I would say Luca 
can get in the fucking sea, but I honestly wouldn't want to inflict the misogynistic <laughs> piece of shit on the poor marine life. Keep up the great work. Love the podcast, Sophie. <laughs> you know, this, this Luca Bish could not have come through at a better time, having just come after uh, the boys' season three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and having the the main character and if you've not seen it it's basically uh, is an aquaman like character who really likes having sex with fish <laughs> and there's plenty of graphic scenes uh for that so i just can't not think of, of that when i read stuff like that um i, I don't know chris really great points i i don't i don't think will we the whole it's not real life thing, right? This is how I see it. You know, there's a lot of these things that are set up and, you know, we try and imagine, okay, this is what the producers are doing. This is what they're meddling with. She's absolutely right that the guys come in with those uh, personalities already and they are playing up a bit. They're very aware that they're on reality TV, but you can't hold up that mask forever. Um, but I think just the the reason I constantly try and remind myself of that, you know, it's not real life, is people go too far, right? So you see the the stuff with Luca uh, getting death threats and stuff. It's fucking too far. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I think that there, it's a great point that, like, just um, just ignoring it makes you sort of complicit as well. But Chris, it's been a long time since I was, you know, going out on a regular basis to the pub. If there's something going off, you know, would you dive in there? Because I think mostly what I would be thinking is if it's someone in my immediate party, you might step in. But all the time I'd be thinking I'm going to end up with a glass in the face here if I, you know, make one wrong move. Yeah, I think Sophie's right, actually, is what she's saying there. But I agree. I've been in that situation. I think most men have where you've got either people close to you or you've, you're in a situation within a pub. And what you, you and I've seen this happen. I've, I've done it myself where you get involved in something because someone, a guy mistreating um, a girl. And this isn't like some hero thing or anything, because it's not. But what you find happens is the girl then turns on you because you're going in there to try yeah. and help, help her or or break up the situation, diffuse it, say, look, you, you can't speak to her, you can't, phys- I've seen it physically where people have done this and you interject and you end up on the wrong end of it. And that, that, that isn't an excuse. That's not a cop-out at all. And I've also had it within my immediate family where I've had to step in, but at the point where I know I should have stepped in before mm. and I didn't because I didn't think, it, one, it was real, uh, two, until they said, because again, you don't want to jump in and, and have that member of your family turn on you because they don't want to admit that that's, you know, that sometimes they don't want to admit what's happening. And, and it was, it was someone really close to me that happened to in the last couple of years. And I eventually stepped in and I, I felt awful. There was no physical danger to it, but it wasn't the point. It was the fact that a, a lot of us could see in the family, something wasn't right. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's a very, very difficult thing. And it's something that I feel guilty about Dave, but I'm, I'm not the first and I'm not the last. And I'm sure this is going to happen to me throughout my life. So, so Sophie's completely right. But sometimes doing the right thing doesn't always get you the right results, Dave, and it can backfire in your face. But that isn't an excuse for what I agree with exactly what she said, because I've made that mistake a few times. Mm. I mean, the root cause is men who are acting. 
excuse me, <coughs> the root cause is the men who are acting like pricks. Mm. Um, and, you know, that absolutely shouldn't be just, you know, shouldn't all just accept it and get on with it. The thing I'd say, Chris, I'm sure I've told you before, in fact, I remember posting that. It might have even been on Love Island, Chris. It's been that fucking long since we did anything else. But the the most annoyed I've probably been in a nightclub is when I went dressed as Sporty Spice. My ass yeah. was like a pincushion because it had been fucking pinched that much. I was like, you bunch of fucking see you next Tuesdays. But obviously that wasn't just me. That's just a bunch of fucking arseholes who think that's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Now I like to think that things are better now than they were then, but it's still a fucking mile off where it needs to be. Yeah, and judging by Love Island, Dave, if that's the barometer of the youth, we're fucked. The thing is, it's not, the problem is not Jax. The problem is not Luca. The problem is not Dammy. It's not anyone on Love Island, is it? It's a societal problem. Yes. But because of the behavior of some of these lads, it is triggering for people who watch it and think, you know, I've had similar experiences in my life, you know, and I'm worse. So. And, and 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 the thing is, Dave, as well, what I would say positively is we do this podcast with two mates, like we're having a drink in the pub, taking the piss, we're, you know, we're ripping into it. Sometimes, you know, it's usually me goes a bit far with some of the things we say, but we're nothing thingy with it. It's just honest opinion and assessment of the shows. But it's also nice when people can actually message in on here and on the Facebook page and we can talk and have a proper adult discussion about things mm. that we've seen on the show and whether you agree or disagree, it's just nice. And sometimes it's nice for people to get it off the chest as well. So, so it's yeah, interesting, yeah. especially if it's triggering Dave, you've got to talk about it. So no total respect for everyone who's done that over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the next one is from Jason. It's so painful watching Tasha's fake happiness. Like for once I was Lucas side post the dumping a few episodes ago. Maybe his timing wasn't right, but I think I was, I was totally right with him. She was totally overreacting and made herself look so fake and silly. She went from making Andrew a boyfriend to being upset about a random stranger's not liking her. If she truly loved Andrew, she wouldn't give a damn about what others think. In fact, she literally said she was willing to leave the island with Andrew a few weeks ago. It just astounds me how she doesn't realise how bad this comes off. They will keep being in the bottom three until she cuts Andrew loose. Although, given Dami and Luca, they might get a break soon. And it's quite sad how imbalanced their relationship is. So they've completely the opposite of the, the emails we've seen. But again, thanks, Jason. Great email. It's, it, it's, it's so strange because every medium that we watch this show on and, and we interact on, everyone's got an opinion, Dave, haven't they? On everyone. Mm-hmm. Like Sam's opinions are completely the opposite of mine. But but she's she she'll call stuff out that I don't see as a guy. And then sometimes I run stuff by Sam. I don't know, like Sam's not there. You know, it's one lady, which is my wife. She's the person I spend the most time with. And I always say, well, what do you think about this? Is this me being guy code? Is this me being too much of a guy? You know, or Mm. what what do you think? So I try and use her um, feelings on the show or things she points out sometimes. So it makes me take a step back sometimes. It might not seem like I take a step back the way I jump in there sometimes, but there is times (laughs) where I'm like, is this right what I'm thinking? You know, and sometimes I'll say, what a bell and she is or what a bell and D is. And she go, no, I don't see it like that. You know, she, I mean, she pulled me up on Gemma a few times and made me realize like Gemma's very grown up and stuff, Dave, you mm. know, and then you see it for yourself and you're like, yeah, I was too blinded by the Michael Owen thing at the start and stuff like that. And it wasn't her fault really. It was just the producer's 
thrown her on us. Yeah. But as as he said, she's a better person. So yeah, interesting day. Really interesting. I think that Tasha is such a divisive character. Um, if you look at the the kind of social media interactions, the uh, the public votes and everything, you'd have to think the majority of people who watch Love Island are probably female, aren't they? Yes. So the fact that she's not popular uh, because she's constantly in the bottom three, um, all the negative tweets, someone posted a graph about that the other day. So, so th- there's going to be a proportion of those that are male and female. But I think, uh, you know, if you look across the whole demographic, you say, well, there's plenty of girls who don't like Tasha either. I think for me, the, the crying thing, uh, where, which caused a bit of drama between her and Luca, for me, that gets mixed up with why, why do people have this perception of Tasha? For me, at least, I can't speak for anyone else. But it's the fact that she she sends off all the signals to Andrew that she's totally in, and then the new guy comes in and she's all giggly and you know all happy that the new guy's in. She did that like three times, so that's where you start thinking, well, come on, yeah, <laughs> you know? that, that's I can't really trust what you what you're projecting to Andrew because we see on the cameras how you are with the other blokes as well. And, you know, I, th- I think that and then the fact that after the vote, you know, which is just after they become boyfriend and girlfriend, it was it was almost the fourth event, if you like, isn't it? Where, you know, she's sent off the signal. She's so happy with Andrew. But then after she's crying and, and I do think, you know, her background and everything, I, I think that's all been mixed in. But people, if that was a one off event people would probably look at it very differently. But it's the fact that what's gone on before with the flip-flopping, that that for me is what formed the perception. And that's why I think it, it's such a divisive thing with the, with the crying. I mean, look, gender stereotypes slightly, but we're blokes, aren't we? So we yeah. process those emotions differently. We wouldn't go and have a chat with our mates and start crying. Or if we did, it'd be involuntary. You know, we wouldn't be able to keep it in anymore. Then we'd have a little cry and then we'd like, we'd be like, oh, I feel like a right twat now. You know, it's just, I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's just, it's a thing. Um, So, yeah, I I tell you what though, Chris, with recent events, I think Tasha and Andrew might just have turned the corner here with public perception. So all of these Highlanders, they're not going to take everyone with them. But I think in terms of the majority, let's wait and see. Yeah, I agree with that, Dave. There has been a bit of a swing. So last one, Dave, is from Mona. Hey, love your latest podcast episode about the aftermath of movie night. Great job at calling out everyone's... <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't. <laughs> Did you just say from Mona, hey? <laughs> what about hey, Mona? <laughs> Craig McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Mona, ooh, Mona. That was a great song from the. Is that the eighties or the nineties, Dave? I think it must be. I think it was originally from the sixties or something, oh, wasn't was it? it? But Craig McLaughlin, that, that would have been early nineties, I reckon. Well, yeah, with neighbours coming to an end next week, Dave. It's quite apt that I've just said that. I apologise, Mona. Don't be telling me off. It's please. just somebody said Mona. Hey. hey. <laughs> Sorry, brief digression. Stop it. There's no need for that, Dave. Uh, Love your latest podcast episode about the aftermath of movie night. 
Great job at calling out everyone's bullshit behavior, especially Luca being so manipulative. I have to say, I usually listen to the official podcast as well, but recently the way they skate over truly toxic instances under the guise of be kind doesn't sit well with me. No one needs to be ripping into the contestants, but not... Uh, yeah, no one, I said again, no one needs to be ripping into the contestants, but not calling out the toxic, manipulative behavior of some of the boys is not okay. There's so many teenagers probably watching the show that are going to think this kind of behavior is normal and acceptable if they don't see people calling it out. Calling Luca and Jack's nice guys and completely ignoring patterns of toxic behavior is not okay. And then hearing that on Love Island After Sun, they're apparently ripping into Ekinsu about the George scene, speculating about possible sexual stuff that happened and shaming her. So much to be kind. There seems to be quite a double standard from the official Love Island after shows. So good on you two for calling out the boys' behaviour, which is not okay, especially as you are both men. I think you're setting a great example. Oh, my word, Dave, we are framing that line. Uh, on another note, I by no means a fan of Tasha, but I think her crying about the bottom three comes out of extreme insecurity and has nothing to do with Andrew, especially with her having a disability. I can see how she might be more affected by thinking people don't like her. Keep going with the great podcast. So slightly different what you said, Dave, but great, great email. And I will say, I know you did. I saw that after Sun and I thought that was bad. It was one of the panel that was on and he, I think he was a comedian and he dropped in there about Ekinsu being a bit hands-in. They were all laughing and Laura's laughing and I yeah, thought, that's yeah. fucking wrong now. I mean, Jax was there, so obviously I don't know if he, I didn't really pan to him until they were talking about uh, Paige. But yeah, I did... Straight away, I was like, oh, that's fucking naughty, mm. that. That's bad. Considering the online backlash that's happened because of the, the way the producers framed it, that's not a good look. And they just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it wasn't good. And and it, it hit a nerve with me as well. Like, as soon as he said it, I, I just thought, that's, that's not on. No, no, it's not. Well, look, we, you know me and you take the piss, Dave, but there's been a lot of discussion about this, especially with all the be kind stuff. Mona's so right about that. They're fucking hypocrites again. I just thought they all get the aftercare every contestant gets. Whatever we think of all the jokes, all the episodes, we've had 42, 43 episodes at this point. It's like, there still needs to be a proper aftercare for all of them. I think there is, but do you not think, oh my God, this is going to get serious, but do you not think there's a massive missed opportunity? I mean, Chris, we talk about it because well, frankly, if we weren't recording, we'd probably be talking about it anyway. And we talk about it, you know, in terms of what we think uh, in our own lives, what we think, you know, as parents and society and all that sort of stuff, you know, in terms of what's going on. But honestly, Chris, before I started watching Love Island, I didn't know what gaslighting was. I'd never heard of it. And then yeah. you sort of see the behavior and this is what hooked me in on series five in the first place. It was like, oh, crikey, that's, it's really interesting the way they interact and the way, you know, when someone's talking, uh, say something untoward happens and then two people go off in different directions, then describe it in different ways. And they're very careful about the words that they choose to use. And then it comes back together and people try and establish the truth. And it's, it's impossible because they're both describing it to make themselves look like, like they're, they're not the bad person and stuff. There's all of these interactions between these people that are quite interesting. And some of the some of it is the toxic behavior. And, you know, I'm not saying you should put this on in schools and stuff, but, you know, some of it should be held out there and say, like, you know what gaslighting is? 
is this. Let's look at this scene. And then you sort of put it on and say, does anyone see what's wrong with that? And then, you know, we've seen loads of examples of it, you know, this season and, and the seasons before as well. And you're like, obviously not in the, in the way we would phrase it, but, you know, this is not fucking on, is it? If you find yourself in this situation, it's not okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you're right, we have gone serious, but I think that's a great point to make, Dave. I really do. I think you're right. I, I'm the same. A lot of the reality shows have, have made me understand. It sounds so silly to say that, but it does, because it probably was something I won't really be talking about. Unless you go on some course at work, you know, which everyone should go on. I'm not just saying that. I'm not just trying to be like, you know, current and say, yes, we need, you know, it is things that people need to wear because it can improve people's relationships and, and behavior. If you're a gaslighter, mm. David, I'm sure at every point in our lives, we've all, we've gaslit people. I'm sure Sam could say that about me, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm sure we, even if it's unintentional, it can happen. And, and you know, we've been together mm. 24 years, Dave. So it's a long time to be together. So I'm sure we've both done that to each other over our time together. You know, obviously I'm ne- Sam's always right and I'm wrong. And that's the end of it, Dave. It's fine. Well, uh, can I say yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gaslighting for Sam, though. She knows it. She knows it's coming. When you say, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow, <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she has to remind you at least five more times before you actually do it. Hey, you stop know, it. so. so that- <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to be listening that to is going, a- yes. <laughs> That isn't a negative and destructive behavior. Where it becomes destructive, I think, is when it wears down. It makes the other person really question reality. Yeah. I, yeah. I just think that is the, the, the real dangerous bit, and it's horrible to, to witness you know, on a small scale with something like Love Island, but you take that into the outside world. And I, I think there's... It, it, there needs to be a lot more awareness of what it really is because sometimes you don't even recognize it happening. Yeah. And, and so being able to spot it, that it's happening and calling it out. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of relationships, not just, not just like, um, kind of couple romantic relationships, but just relationships in, in life. I, I think it would be a lot better. And I tell you what, Chris, I mean, we do, like to stick the boot in as well but i do think the the generation that we're we're watching on love island now are so much better and in touch with their mental health than we ever were yeah i agree with that i do agree with that yeah because you, you think even jack's like so so we were speculating has he been pushed out turns out you know they wanted him to stay but he knew himself that he needed to go and i actually i was looking on bbc sport that his team, because he got released, didn't he? He was playing for Castleford Tigers. He did get released, yeah. so I don't quite know what he's going to do, but he, he went back to see the lads the day after. It all got aired. And uh, the quote from the, the manager was like, oh, I don't know what he was wearing. It looked like fancy dress. And I thought, well, yeah, that seems about right from a fucking rugby league Yorkshire club. You know, you can tell it's just a bit of a different world there, more old school and macho. But you know, it, it sort of made me think, well, actually, I, I've got even more respect for Jacks for recognizing that in himself. And so, yeah, I, I just wanted to call that out as a positive for this, this generation that typically gets a lot of stick. 
True, true. Well, Dave, big thank you to everyone who's emailed us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cdrealitycast. And if you want to see pictures of me modelling my red reality radar T-shirt, I would get over to Chris and Dave's reality TV cast on Facebook. Uh, you need approval, we'll approve you straight away. Get in there. It does look like the Littlewoods catalogue. But then again, Dave, it sort of looks like an old man wearing a T-shirt trying to look hip because, you know, at 43... It looks like Mr. Humphreys from Are You Being Served? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, David. Um, So, yeah, I have got my shirt on. We are waiting for the Mr. Horrocks unveiling of his modelling of the shirt. But, yeah, thank you for everyone who's bought the shirts. Absolute belter. And I I I must admit, I got it out of the packet and I was like, extra large. That's not going to fit me. This is going to be like a Hulk Hogan T-shirt, but actually it fits quite well, to be fair. So I went for the round neck red one. I will be getting the black with gold as well, Dave, because black and black is usually my T-shirt of choice because I can hold my stomach in a bit more. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you, guys. It, today's roll call of honour is Annabeth, Gavin, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Tom, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Neve, Jacqueline, Noreen, Amy, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee, Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lauren, Lucky Luda Green, and Ken Gustafson. So thank you so much. That list is getting bigger, but we appreciate every single person who's following us and uh, supporting us on Patreon. Thank you, guys. Really, really good here. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, sir. It's great to talk to you again. We've obviously got a bit serious at, at some points, but... Uh... Yeah, still, I think uh, I'm glad glad we got that off our chest. So thank you very much. And thanks to everyone out there for listening as well. And hope you have a great rest of the day. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.